Hello, everyone. Dr. Tim here. And today's podcast topic is cycling your aquarium. We're going to talk about what is cycling and the best way to do it. So let's jump right in. There's three types of aquarium filtration, mechanical, chemical, and biological. We'll dive into that in another podcast, but real quickly, mechanical filtration is straining out particles that are in the water, not dissolved particles, but particles that are floating around in the water. Chemical filtration is using, say, activated carbon to remove organics or dissolved substances in the water. And that leaves biological filtration, which is the use of bacteria to filter the water. It's, we're going to establish the biofilter. So how do we do that? Well, that's called cycling. And why do we need it? Well, fish eat, and then they take that food, and those proteins in the food uh, are deaminated and produce ammonia. And the fish excrete the ammonia. Fun fact, the ammonia is passively diffused, meaning the fish doesn't use any energy to get rid of that ammonia. It comes right out of the gills into the water. That's because the fish has a higher ammonia concentration than the surrounding water, so the ammonia just passively diffuses from the blood into the water, and that's how the fish get rid of their waste. Yes, they poop, but the majority of their waste is from the gills. Now, this is also a problem, though. That is, they're swimming around in that ammonia-laden water. The more you feed them, the more ammonia is going into the water. And if the ammonia builds up too high, this passive diffusion works the other way. The ammonia will basically diffuse into the fish, and the fish can't get rid of it, can't detoxify it. And they get ammonia poisoning, which I'm sure you've heard about the high ammonia levels and th you can see this in fish because they'll be darting back and forth real crazy and then they'll kind of sink to the bottom for a second and then dart back and forth if you do see that with your fish you do a quick ammonia test and the level's high immediately move the fish to fresh dechlorinated water, whether it's fresh water or salt water, because the ammonia will diffuse right out of the fish and you can save your fish. So no messing around, get the fish to ammonia-free water. So we've got this water full of ammonia. What are we going to do with it? Well, you could change the water, you know, flow through system, but that's not practical and it's expensive. You could also use chemicals like zeolites and you know, remove the ammonia, but those only work to a certain degree, and they really only work in fresh water. So that leaves us with bacteria, nature's way of getting rid of ammonia in aquatic systems. And the biofilter is those bacteria, and cycling is the process of establishing the bacteria. These bacteria convert the ammonia to nitrite, and then there's a second group of bacteria that convert the nitrite to nitrate. This process is really slow. Heterotrophic bacteria, which are bacteria that break down organics, can divide every 20 minutes. Nitrifiers, which is the name for this collective group of ammonia-oxidizing and nitrite-oxidizing bacteria, they take a day. 
So one day they divide to two bacteria. After two days, you have four bacteria. Very, very slow. And that's because they get their energy from converting the ammonia to nitrite or nitrite to nitrate. And the energy yield is very slow. And we're not going to go into that chemistry. Just trust me, ammonia and nitrite oxidizing bacteria grow very slow, which is why cycling can take 30 to 45 days, depending on the conditions. Colder water takes longer to cycle. Salt water takes longer to cycle. Soft water, water that doesn't have much hardness, takes water, takes longer to cycle. So you can see there's a lot of variables in cycling an aquarium. So what's the best way to do it? Well, you need to set up your aquarium and these bacteria need surface area. This is why bare bottom tanks take a long time to cycle. Some plastic PVC pipe or ceramic, you know, some ceramic material or big rocks just don't have enough surface area. The walls of the tank, no, you need more surface area. Like I said, these bacteria want to stick to something, and that's why we always recommend that you have some substrate, some gravel, some crushed coral. If you want to have the look of a bare bottom tank, fine, but at first put a layer of marbles or glass beads on the bottom. After the tank is established, you can slowly remove those, and after a couple of months, you'll have your bare bottom tank. But trust me, you need some media in the tank to get this thing going. A lot of people want to just cycle with live rock. You can do it, but it will take a longer amount of time. So you've got biofilter media in the tank. Uh, there, if you have a sump, you can use plastic media. There are ceramic uh, medias, all space age, all types of things. And they claim to have all this internal surface area, which they do, but it has to be surface area the bacteria can use. Remember, we need more surface area for the bacteria. They need to grow in these, they grow in these colonies, and so they have to have area. But they have to be able to get into it and more importantly, the water has to be able to get into it. The problem with some of these media, which is what the bacteria grow on, is that over time, they're going to be clogged up with film and other bacteria and snot and slime and stuff like that. And the water's not going to flow through there. If the water doesn't flow through the media, then there's no use having all that media surface area inside because the bacteria aren't going to grow there because there's no water there bringing them the ammonia. So let's just assume that you're going to use some bio balls or some really open cell sponge along with some surface area, uh, crushed coral, gravel, something like that on the bottom of the tank. Now you're set up. You need to dechlorinate the water. The whole purpose of having chloramines in the water, in your drinking water, or chloramines in your water is to make it safe for humans to drink. But that stuff kills the nitrifying bacteria. So you need to get rid of it. And if you're going to do a fishless cycling, which I'm going to cover in a little while, which is where you're adding ammonia to the water, then don't use an ammonia detoxifier like our aqua cleanse go with a dechlorine 
con water conditioner like our first defense, which gets rid of chloramines and chlorine, but doesn't do anything for the ammonia. Leave the ammonia for the bacteria. Okay, so you've dechlorinated your water. You have filter media, as I mentioned, in the tank. You want to start the filter. You wouldn't believe the number of people that write in and say, you know, I'm starting my tank and it's been up for a week and I don't have my filter on. You need the water movement to help bring the water and the oxygen and the ammonia through the media. So put all the devices, you have sponge, you have a filter pad, maybe some type of plastic grid in the uh, hang on the back tank filter or in the filter, internal filter, or even the canister filter. Put all that stuff in and turn it on. Get it running. Then water temperature. The bacteria grow faster, not much faster, but you want to go as fast as you can with these guys. So the bacteria grow faster the warmer the water. If you're going to do a fishless cycling, which as the name implies, there's no fish in the tank. We're going to add ammonia instead, and I will explain that. Then crank the temperature up. It'll the tank will cycle a lot faster at 84 degrees than it will at 74 degrees. And before you add fish later on, then you can crank the temperature down, let it cool down to whatever your target temperature is for your fish, and you'll be set to go. If you're cycling a saltwater tank, the saltier the water, the slower the cycle, because the nitrifying bacteria have to spend energy just maintaining the cell shape. So, again, if you're doing a fishless cycling, lower the salinity. Instead of 32 to 34 parts per thousand, lower it to 20, 22 parts per thousand. You save a little salt, and you don't need the salinity. The bacteria will grow much faster. pH. Now... If you're trying, the bacteria prefer a pH of 7.8 to 8.4. And that's because ammonia in water exists in two forms. Ammonium, NH4+, and ammonia. The total amount of those is called the total ammonia. And this is important because the lower the pH the higher the percentage of the total ammonia that is in the ammonium, NH4 plus form, and the bacteria can't use that because that is called a cation. It has that plus charge. It can't get into the cell, the bacterial cell. Bacteria can't use it. So if you're trying to do a shrimp tank or you want to do a South American tank and you're using real low pH water, it's going to take longer to cycle just because the ammonia is not in the form the bacteria can readily use. So consider getting it the, the biofilter established at a higher pH, and then when you're ready to go, you can do water changes and slowly lower the pH, give the bacteria time to adjust. Remember, the bacteria are living organisms. You need to treat them like you would treat fish. You wouldn't do a big pH change with fish. You don't want to do it with bacteria. So we've covered temperature. We've covered salinity. We've covered pH. The other critical factor is water hardness. This is the amount of calcium and magnesium in the water. 
The nitrifying bacteria cycle faster, so they grow faster, when the water is harder. So some people think, well, you know, I want to use pure water. I'm going to go down to the store and use RO, get RO water or deionized water. Or I've got something under the sink that gives me this water that's super pure. Do not do that. That water, the bacteria cannot grow in. It is too pure. Even RO water is too pure because it doesn't have the minerals, the calcium and the magnesium that these bacteria need. So again, if you're trying to do one of these tanks with these special water conditioners or conditions, consider first cycling in what I'll call normal water. You have some hardness above 50 milligrams per liter calcium carbonate. I mean, 100, 150 is better. And then slowly change the conditions to what your target fish is. And the bacteria can slowly adapt because they'll have numbers. It's all about numbers. You need a lot of bacteria to convert this ammonia. Shrimp tanks and special soils that have pH below 5 that's going to be tough. It just takes a real long time for the bacteria to grow. Now, the good news is, since at these low pHs, the ammonia is in the wrong form, the NH4 plus form, ammonium, well, it turns out that ammonia is not very toxic at these low pHs because it can't diffuse back into the fish. Because it's in the ammonium form, it cannot get across the gill membrane into the blood. So low pH water with high ammonia is a lot less toxic than high pH water with high ammonia. And now what do I mean by low pH? I mean below 6. The further you go, below 6, 5.5 pH, nearly 100% of the total ammonia in the water is in that ammonium form. Long term, it stunts the fish growth and does other things. So you don't want to keep it that way, but don't panic. A lot of people, what they do, just as an aside, is they measure their ammonia and it's high and their pH is low and they do a partial water change. Well, what's going to happen with that partial water change is you're going to shoot the ammonia up and now a big percentage of that total ammonia went from the ammonium, the non-toxic form, to ammonia, which is the toxic form. So you don't want to do that. You either want to change all the water or move the fish into water that doesn't have any ammonia and then do a big water change. So, let, But let's continue with cycling now. So you've got a good pH. You've got hard water substrate. The filter's running. The, uh, the heater's on, you don't really need light. Uh, the bacteria are inhibited by light, especially if you're using the blue light on a saltwater tank. So you can turn those off and save some energy. Um, do not add any chemicals or other bacteria at this point. So you don't want to add any type of organics or sugars to grow other type of bacteria. As I mentioned, the nitrifying bacteria grow very slow. They're called autotrophs. And kind of their arch enemy in this whole thing for surface area are the heterotrophs. And as I mentioned, the heterotrophs can double in every 20 minutes. So if you have a product like our waste away at the beginning, 
and then you're adding some sugar to grow these, well, the waste-away bacteria will take the surface area. And furthermore, all bacteria need micronutrients, like a little bit of phosphate. And the heterotrophs will take all the phosphate out of the water because just by numbers, there's more of them. So don't add heterotrophic bacteria mixes, don't add sugars, and do not have your phosphate-removing chemicals or media hooked up yet. Leave all that stuff off for, say, the first three to four weeks as you're cycling the tank. Right now, what you want to do is establish these nitrifiers, and then you're going to get your fish and your corals. So you're basically setting up the tank for nitrifiers right now. So normally that's cycling. This period, it takes about, like I said, 30 to 45 days depending on your situation. And how do you do it? Well, there's a couple of different ways. One is you just let you get a couple of fish and you let nature take its course. You feed them slowly, get some test kits, ammonia, nitrite, and pH test kits, and you just let the process happen over time. That works. You just have to be very patient. And patience is not a virtue of many people, especially when you've got a brand new tank and then you're excited and you want to have fish in it. That's the purpose. So there's two other ways to do it. There's what is called fishless cycling. So, so adding a few fish, that's cycling with fish. It can be done. And if you're going to do that, a way to speed it up now and a much safer way to cycle with fish is to add our one and only bacteria. So set the system up as, we meant, as we've mentioned. Shake your nitrifying bacteria, Dr. Tim's one and only, and pour it into the tank. And as the bottle says, at this point, you want to make sure that you've got your UV off You've got filter socks. Now, this is filter socks, the small 200, 300 micron, 400 micron socks that the water may filter through. This is not the sponge. It's not the filter pad. A lot of people get this confused. You want to remove the filter socks. You want to make sure your UV is off, and you want to make sure your protein skimmer is off. All three of those devices either remove or kill the nitrifying bacteria, so you want them not in the system right now. For 48 hours, you leave off all those types of devices, and you let the water circulate with the nitrifying bacteria. You have a couple of fish in there, and you monitor the ammonia and nitrite over you know, every day, every couple of days. And as the tank progresses, you can increase the fish population. So you've added the one and only. You've got a couple of fish in there. And you just slowly build up. You have test kits to monitor the ammonia and the nitrite and the pH. And you can add more fish as you go. But you can have fish from the very beginning the easiest, simplest way to cycle your aquarium is by adding Dr. Tim's one and only live nitrifying bacteria and some fish and slowly build up the fish population. But there can be some problems with that. Perhaps you don't want those fish in there. You know, these, these hardy fish aren't the ones you want. Or you're doing a tank where 
they're all going to establish territories. And so you need to add a lot of fish at one time so that they can establish territories at the same time. A lot of times with cichlids, if you add just one or two, they establish territories. And days later, when you add more fish, well, then they're fighting with those. And the ones that have the territories usually come out on top. Or saltwater fish. You've got a bunch of fish in quarantine because you are quarantining the saltwater fish, right? That's another podcast subject. And you don't want to add them one at a time. They're all in quarantine. They all come out of quarantine together. And so you want to have the tank ready for them. Well, then you can do what's called fishless cycling. And fishless cycling, as the term implies, is you're not going to use any fish. And there's two ways to do this. One way people go and they cut up some shrimp they buy at the store or some fish or some, you know, they just sprinkle some fish food and they put that in the water and they let that decompose. Now, what's going to happen is heterotrophic bacteria, that arch enemy of nitrifiers at this time in the tank, are going to be promoted because you've got organic material there, the, the shrimp and the fish that are going to be broken down by the heterotrophs, and they break that organic material down into ammonia. There's where the ammonia is coming from. But the heterotrophs are going to grow like crazy, and they're going to cloud the water. So the water is going to be cloudy, and the tank is probably going to stink. It's just a mess. If you can handle that, if your significant other can handle that, look and that smell, well, that's a way. But there is an easier way. And that is using Dr. Tim's one and only live nitrifying bacteria and ammonium chloride. Now, by the way, if you're going to do the fish or shrimp chopped up method, you want to add our bacteria too to promote that and get it going and get this cycling done as soon as you can. But a cleaner, quicker way is to do fishless cycling with our ammonium chloride and our Dr. Tim's one and only live nitrifying bacteria. So you set your tank up, get everything running, the filter is on, the heater, all that type of stuff. And you add the bacteria, shake it up really well. It doesn't matter where you add it. Add it to the tank, add it to the sump if you have a sump, add it to the ping on the back filter, wherever. The bacteria are gonna spread all over the place. The water will get just a little cloudy from the bacteria, and then you're going to add the ammonium chloride. You don't have to be super accurate, but you need to consider that by adding decorations and crushed coral or gravel or something like that, you've used about or displaced about 20% of the water volume. So if you've got a 40-gallon tank, you're not going to have 40 gallons of water in there. 20% of 40 is 8, so you're going to have about 32 gallons. So 30 to 32 is what you want to consider because when you start with the ammonium chloride, you're going to shake up the one and only, add it to the tank, and now you're going to count ammonia drops. And it's four drops per gallon or one drop per liter. And you want to calculate that based on your estimated water volume. So in our example of a 40 gallon tank, say maybe 30, 32 gallons, so 120 to, uh, to 128 drops. Or 
roughly one teaspoon is about 100 drops. So you can do a teaspoon in a little bit. You don't have to be spot on. Don't worry about that. Just don't overdose. You can always add more ammonia later. Add the ammonia. Let the tank run for 24 hours. Don't be in a hurry and measure nitrite and ammonia right now. Just, just relax. 24 hours later, you measure. The target, as I mentioned, was two parts per million. So what's your tank measuring at? If your ammonia and nitrite are down to about 0.5, add another four drops per gallon to the tank. But if either one of them is at two or more, do not add ammonia. You do not have to add ammonia every day. The bacteria are not human. They are not going to starve to death. They can go many, many days, in fact, a year, without any ammonia or nitrite. They're in kind of a suspended state, so don't worry about that. You're going to feed them the next day or two days later. All right? So you measure and you either add some more ammonia or you wait and 48 hours later, you take another measurement. And where's your ammonia and your nitrite? You're going to continue this process every day. At some point, two or three days down the road, the ammonia will be low and you might have high nitrite. If you have high nitrite, don't add. Remember, if either the ammonia or the nitrite are high, so above two, do not add any drops at this point. Now, sometimes, especially if you're buying the uh, bacteria, the one and only live nitrifying bacteria directly from us, you might find no nitrite because the bacteria are converting the ammonia to nitrite and then the other bacteria are converting the nitrite to nitrate. And you may not measure ammonia or nitrite after just a few days. And a lot of people get confused and they think there's something wrong. But the whole purpose of a bacteria cycling product like our one and only is to get you through the cycle. And old timers will say, well, it can't work. It's never worked, blah, 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 blah. But that's because they were the wrong bacteria. That is what my PhD research is on. That is what we grow is the bacteria that are from aquariums that do this cycling. And that's why we're the number one nitrifying bacteria product because we've got real science behind it. So if you don't have ammonia and nitrite, great. Add another set of drops. You're going to add the drops three times at least. And usually it takes about 10 to 12 days. And initially, you've, day one, you've added the ammonium and the you do, um, tank is running. You've added the ammonia. Next day, you measure. And you might have a little ammonia. You might have a little nitrite. You wait. Day two, maybe no ammonia, so you, but it's a little bit of nitrite. So you add some. It might take three, four days for that first set of ammonia and nitrite to disappear. That's normal. Day three or four, you add more ammonia. Now, instead of four days, it takes three days for all that to disappear. So you're about a week into this. Day seven, you add ammonia again. And the next day, it's gone on day eight. 
That's the typical pattern is eight, day eight, day 10, maybe day 12. It just depends on those water conditions is you're going to be able to add four drops of ammonia per gallon. And 24 hours later, you're going to measure no ammonia and no nitrite or very low nitrite. Your tank is cycled. Now you can maybe do a water change. Be, do not disturb the substrate because that's where the bacteria are living. The purpose of a water change is that the conversion of ammonia to nitrite and nitrite to nitrate lowers the pH. It consumes what's called alkalinity or the buffering capacity of the water, and it lowers the pH. Both conditions you don't really want unless you're trying to purposely have that low pH, low alkalinity water for a South American Tetra tank or something like that. But that's another story. So we recommend changing some water. Again, don't disturb the substrate. Don't remove your filter pad right now. That's where all the bacteria are. Change the water and then get some fish. Two Milligrams per liter or two parts per million ammonia is a lot of ammonia. Now, that doesn't mean you can get any fish. There are certain fish that just do not do well in brand new tanks. And it's got nothing to do with ammonia or nitrite. It's just they just don't do well in that you know, fresh water, that super fresh water, whether it's salt water or you know, fresh water tank. They liked aged aquarium water. So talk to your aquarium uh, store, wherever you get your fish, read a little bit about what are the hardier fish, and you add those first, and then after the tank is aged, you can add some of the more delicate fish. So you, now you've fishless cycled. In about 10 to 12 days, your system is up and running. Now I had mentioned earlier, you've removed the uh, protein skimmer and or turned it off, removed the filter socks, and re turned off the UV. After 48 hours, you can turn those back on. So on the third day, second day, third day. The one and only live nitrifying bacteria are growing on a particle. So it takes them 24 to 48 hours to settle out, find some surface area, and start growing. Then you can turn on those, those other devices that would typically remove the bacteria from the water. Now I know this has been a lot of information. So we've developed a fishless cycling guide that gives you all the information you need to know step-by-step, day-by-day recipe card that you can download at our website. And it will walk you through all the points that I've covered. You can get that, read it through, should always read things through and plan what you're doing instead of just jumping right in because you can jump right in, get in the deep end, and then you're going to spend more time and effort and money trying to get yourself out. So definitely recommend that you read our recipe for success, uh, fishless cycling, a new aquarium with our ammonium chloride and Dr. Tim's one and only live nitrifying bacteria plus our first defense. But what about some troubleshooting things? Well, first, as I've mentioned, there's about 12 tips here that I'm going to cover. You have to get rid of the chlorine and chloramine. If you just dump the uh, or pour the nitrifying bacteria into water with chlorine and chloramine, you've just wasted your money. 
So add the first defense. Let it circulate 15, 30 minutes. A lot of people then, they write, like as I mentioned, they write and they say, well, when do I turn my filter on? As soon as you fill your t tank and you've got it all set up, turn the filter on. Leave in the sponge, the filter pad, the activated carbon, the bio balls, all that stuff on. Get your heater running. Warmer water, yes, cycles faster. Bare bottom tanks, going to take longer. Bare bottom tanks with a sump and just some ceramic filter media in the bottom, probably going to take a little longer. Remember, for fishless cycling with our ammonia drops, we subtract about 20% of the stated aquarium volume. So a 40-gallon tank, about 32 gallons to start off with. Adding the drops, drop by drop, hold the bottle perfectly vertical, gently squeeze, and add one drop at a time. Don't stream the drops in there. And as I mentioned, a... Uh, teaspoon is about 100 drops, and a tablespoon is about 300 drops. Also, very important point. If you are using a live sand product, this is a product that says live contains lots of bacteria. Well, the bacteria they contain are the heterotrophs. And they've been in the bag, and they've been sitting there all sealed up nice, you open the bag and pour this kind of wet sand in the bottom of your tank and then add water, what's gonna happen is the water is gonna get cloudy and those heterotrophs are gonna go to work. And what do they do? As I mentioned earlier, they break down organics into ammonia. So if you're using live sand, you're probably gonna have ammonia already in the water. So before you add the ammonia drops, you should do an ammonia test. And if your ammonia is one or two, don't add any drops at this point because you're gonna get the ammonia too high. The problem when the ammonia is too high or the nitrite's too high is the system stalls. So don't worry about that for right now. Just let ammonia is ammonia, whether it comes from the degradation, you know, bacteria degrading um, organics or whether it's from ammonia drops, ammonia is ammonia. And I bring that point up because there was a, a popular magazine one time that wrote the ammonia the bacteria use is different than the ammonia that you add. And it's not ammonia is ammonia. So live sand, though, can have lots of ammonia in it. So 24 to 48 hours, let the thing cycle because it takes even those heterotrophs a little bit of time to get going. Your tank turns, turns cloudy. It's from the heterotrophs. Nitrifiers will never turn your tank cloudy. They just can't grow fast enough. Uh, continuing with the quick tips and troubleshooting, RO water. Freshwater tanks do not set up with RO water if you want that tank to cycle. The nitrifying bacteria just do not cycle well in RO water. It, it, the water needs some hardness in it. Low pH water, again, if you're using those special soils for freshwater shrimp, your pH is going to be really low. And even those soils leach some ammonia. So before you even add uh, ammonia drops, check your pH, and it's probably low. Mon check your ammonia, it's probably high. And add the one and only and have lots of patience because at the low pH, some of these soils have pHs of 4.5 or 5. It's going to take a while to cycle. Don't be in a hurry for things to happen. 
using our one and only nitrifying bacteria, you're, you should be able to cut the 30 to 45 day cycling time down to about 10 to 15 days. But it doesn't happen in one day. Remember, you're going to add ammonia three different times. It's going to take generally about 10 days to do this. And most important, don't worry about feeding the bacteria each day. Especially in saltwater systems, what normally happens is that the ammonia is gone and you can add the drops and the next day there's no ammonia but there's nitrite because the nitrite oxidizing bacteria, these are the bacteria that convert the nitrite to nitrate, they're much slower growing, even slower than the ammonia oxidizing bacteria. And you have to give them time to catch up. But if you keep on adding ammonia and the ammonia bacteria are working, but the nitrite guys are not working very fast, Nitrite can build up super high, and at high concentrations, it's a negative feedback. It actually causes the nitrite oxidizing bacteria to work slower. So, patience is the key, and not adding ammonia every day. Okay? That's about it. It's not that hard. You need to have patience. You can always email us at info at drtimsaquatics.com to help you through the process. And as always, this is Dr. Tim, and I wish you good fish keeping.